The message you're about to hear is a production of the Word and Sound Ministry of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Throne of Grace, Richmond Hill. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you as you listen to the transforming and inspiring Word of God. this to yourself this morning I know God loves me can you say it again I know God loves me can you say it again I know God loves me can you put on the screen for me Psalm 139 verse 14 before we sit down the greatest challenge we have many times is not because people don't love us but we don't love ourselves the Lord asked me to tell somebody this morning, love yourself because I love you. Accept the love God has given to you and make it yours. It's good. People will love you. But what if they don't? Love yourself. If nobody smiles at you, smile at yourself. And beautifully and wonderfully may say it again. And I know it. So many people don't know it, you see. God knows it, but do you know it? God said it in his word, but do you accept what he said in his word? So I want to tell you this morning, be seated confidently with the understanding that you are loved of God. When you accept the love God has shown you, your problem is resolved. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. Say it three more times. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you this morning. He loves me. I cannot say why. He loves me. I cannot say why. On Calvary Tree. Suffered for me. He loves me. I cannot say say why. He loves me. I cannot say why. He loves me. I cannot say why. On Calvary tree, he suffered for me. He loves me, I can't say why. You know, when the Bible says that, not that we love him, but that he loved us first, it humbles me. When the Bible says, for God so loved us so much that he died for the ungodly, it humbles me. Now, if you made a mistake, and I want you to listen to this very importantly, if you made a mistake recently and you are struggling to forgive yourself, you are struggling to forgive yourself, you cannot change who God is. You cannot change, even your holiness can't change God. How much your sinfulness? Because before you knew him, you were ungodly and yet he loved you. Now, if you have been struggling to get out of that sense of regret, this morning, draw the line. This morning said to your mind, the Lord is saying to let you know you are loved and you are accepted. 
you are loved and you are accepted. Even if you've committed the worst of sin recently, what you need to tell the Lord, Father, forgive me for what I did. I really feel bad and I'm sorry about it. And he says, I love you and I accept you. Hallelujah. If somebody is struggling to feel accepted, you feel that you are not worth that guy, tell yourself, I am wonderfully and beautifully made. And that my soul knows well. Let's set you this morning. God loves you. And so let's believe God that from this moment on, whatever is making you to crouch, whatever is the sense of guilt or the sense of ugliness that you think in your mind, in one form or the other, it's been eroded away. Accept the love of God for you. Accept the declaration of God's beauty over you. And it is well with you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. We give you glory. We thank you because you are able to do exceeding abundantly above what we can think today. We thank you, Father, because your word will come to us simplicity and understanding. And you will transform and change our lives for good. In Jesus' name we pray. Put your hand together for Jesus Christ. Thank you so much, God. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you. You know, I, I wanted to not say this because I wanted to remain spiritual, but I felt like telling um, um, Pastor Fidelia that, um, where did you get this? You're beautiful. I can't imagine how she was when she was much younger. Yeah, I said much younger, you know, but she's young now. Let's clap for that young lady. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we try to be more spiritual than God. You know, and I thought, I'm in trouble. Why should I say that? No. Same God is here. So you need to look at yourself and say, I'm wonderfully and beautifully made. And that my soul knows well. And I think I woke up this morning, I, I, hallelujah, I woke up this morning, I woke up quite early, I was able to spend some time to pray, I went back to bed, and an image came to me that gave me an understanding that somebody just feels unaccepted somewhere. I spent another hour praying, and then my mind went to a friend of mine, and I think to a large extent it's him, but maybe there's somebody here this morning who is feeling the same way. I like it to set in your mind. God accepts you. God loves you. It's so important for you to embrace that and put it in your pocket. For those who are right-handed, put it in your left hand so that you don't forget it. Otherwise, you will eat with it and then you will forget it. All right? When you step out of here this, today and you get to your work tomorrow, get to the office or wherever you're going to go tomorrow, I think it's a holiday tomorrow here. Whatever you do tomorrow or next, just know that you are accepted. You, you are okay. You're right. You know, like we used to say, you're babas. The Lord will help you to have that understanding. It's so important. So simple, but very important. And I don't want you to forget it. God will help you. Now, I know that you've been going through a series of teaching because it's your month of love. And I'm really honored by God and the fact that um, God's servant deemed it fit that he could invite me and leave, you know, me with, his, with the church without him being there. I feel, I feel honored. And that's my bosom friend, like a lot of you would have known. My, my, my family and his uh, covenant partners, he can drop something on my laps, 
and uh, without any instruction, I will step in and do it the way he would have done it. All right? So I feel at home, not like a visitor this morning. So we give thanks to God. We have even spoken this morning, but just for you to know, you know. Praise God. Hallelujah. I began to speak on Friday, and I told you on Friday that I would dovetail my teaching when it to marriage, to relationships in marriage. And that's why I'm glad it is a real love and strong marriage. Isn't that my topic, the theme? Yeah, real love and strong marriage. So the intention of God is that we will have a relationship that is strong maritally. It is the intention of God. And I established on Friday that our experience does not define what marriage is all about as far as God is concerned. Sometimes what we've, our parents experience also has informed us so much that it's difficult to believe otherwise. And God spoke to my wife and I some time ago that just very recently that we need to preach the gospel of marriage. Hallelujah. And what do I mean by that? You see, the gospel of salvation is so simple, but needs to be repeated again and again and again until faith is raised in the heart of the people. And to a large extent, if you see me many times and I'm talking on this topic, I might even be repeating the same thing. But until faith is built, we have to keep repeating it. Does that make some sense? Because people have learned so much, I've read so much, I've experienced so many bad things, they don't want to believe the gospel. And what we should believe is not our experience, but the word of God. The word of God is the gospel, not the experience we had. That's what I mean by saying preaching the gospel of marriage. And we established three, two things, and I was on the third point out of seven. I will try and speed up today so that I can try and cover some of the ones that I won't be able to dig into, expatiate about, so that we can answer one or two questions. Praise God. Are you with me this morning? So the first point I said is marriage is good. Watch the video. God will help you with it. Second point is that God is interested in marriage. And thirdly, I began to talk about the fact that if he was interested, how did Jesus handle his bride? Because he has the bride. If he even wonders servants of God not to love his own wife more than we love our own wives. His own wife is the church. All right, my wife is one. If I don't love that one and I'm loving the church, it will, it will send me back. You know, and that's how important it is for relationship to be honored by, by human beings because God wants us to do the same. Praise God. We went on to speak from Ephesians 5, 23 yesterday that uh, the way the man should love his wife as compared to the way Jesus loves the church. And I'm trusting that that point was driven home very well. Amen. Now, men, I would love to, I like to, I usually speak to men a lot first because that's where everything settles down. In fact, when, when the Lord God came to the Garden of Eden in the cool of the day in his normal, normal, normal time of fellowship with them, and he was looking for them, he was saying, Where are thou? It was Adam he was going to be looking for. Hallelujah. Where are you? And if anything happened, and then Eve took the fruit and ate it and gave it to him, and the man, the, the man was the one that, the, that God said, what happened to you? Didn't I tell you what's supposed to be done or not? He didn't say, one woman, what happened to you? Praise God. It was then he was saying that, well, the woman you give to me, what? You know, praise the Lord. Amen. So man needs to step up when it comes to love. Step up. When you step up, and for the young ones I spoke to you yesterday, for the young ones who are not married yet, lenders, step up. Every lady wants to be wooed, honored, adored, respected. 
And I use that word even though it was directed to the ladies to honor, respect, and reverence their husbands. But at the same time, when you carry your wife as she is very important. My goodness, she will submit to you. You will be surprised. You will be surprised. You will even say, ah, it's too much. It's enough. He said, no, you deserve it. Because you've sowed the seed. Seed time comes before harvest. Love, investment is the seed to receive the honor. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible says, of his fullness have we all received and grace for grace. John 1.16, of his fullness. You see, God made woman out of man. And that's why Adam says she shall be called woman. Now, this is the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh. Now, of his fullness have we received grace for grace. Everything the woman wants to become will become real when the man has grown up. Because of you, she receives from grace to grace. So, become so that the release that God has in store for her can come forth in fullness. That's deep. I don't have time to go more into that. Praise God. Amen. Now, if the Lord is going to have an appointment in the family relationship, the way the man handles that situation is very important. Now, when God spoke, to, when God brought Eve to Adam and he said, this is now, you know, he says, at last, this is now, bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, and then she says, she shall be called woman. And that was exactly where I stopped, I think, yesterday. I mean, on Friday, she shall be called woman. And, I, and when I saw that scripture a couple of years ago, well, a few years ago, that um, what Adam called the wife, the woman, was what she was called. Same way as anything that the man called, you know, when God made elephant, he brought it to man. What is his name? Elephant. When he made giraffe, he brought it to man. What is the name? Giraffe. So man was part of creation with God. He was the one that named everything that God made. And that was intentional. So when God formed the woman, even though from, her, from him, he also brought to the man. What do you say? And then he says, ah, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, praise God. Now, when you marry a woman, and after one year or two years or three years, and you are beginning to wonder, what, what was I looking when I married her? It was because you've called her what she has now become. I want men to listen to this. You've called her what she has now become. When you get married, where are the singles who are not married yet here? Wave your hand at me. Okay. And all the men around you, all the ladies, put your hand down. All the men, ladies, the guys that have married, not married yet, lift your hand. Yes. I want to see all your hands very well. Don't, don't. Are you married yet? Lift up your hand. Praise the Lord. I want you to listen. And this is very important. Because you see, many men are surprised five years into their marriage and they begin to ask questions. What happened to you? And they mean it. They're sincere. Because when they got to see the lady at the first, they knew this is God's will for me. Or I love this and all that. Five years down the line, they are wondering what happened. It was your words. It was what you called her. Consciously or unconsciously. You prophesied what you wanted and that's what you're seeing. Or maybe you didn't prophesy what you wanted and then something else took over what you're now seeing. So all the young, ladies, the young guys... And I want you to hear this very well. 
Whatever, I mean, I was listening to Miles Monroe, you know, an old video recently, and he said, listen, God doesn't give a man a finished woman. He gives you a product, and you will have to call what you want it to be. It's when you call what you want it to be, then the calling comes forth. Hallelujah. So you will be the one that will speak into her life when she comes to your house, and what you speak is what you will get. Where are the married men here? It's your turn. <laughs> Praise God. What are you seeing in front of you? Is that what you wished you saw? What you got is what you called. If you want something different, start calling something different. And you will decree a thing and it shall be done unto you according to your decree. Call forth virtue from that woman. Call forth beauty out of that woman. Many times it is your deposit of expression of love that will determine what will grow out of that person. Seed time and harvest shall not cease. Praise God. So I want to tell all the men. He says, whatever she became, he says, oh, thou shall be called woman. And it is what she has become. The woman that you are seeing now is the woman you called forth. So let's draw the line. What woman would you wish to see in a year or two or three years' time? It's what you begin to call from today. It's what you begin to speak from today. Hallelujah. The other thing I found Jesus do was the supplication he does for his wife, for the church. The Bible talks about the Father. He is standing right now at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. You know that scripture? That's how Jesus deals with his bride right now. Not only did he give his life, even now he's still interceding for us. Now open your Bible to Genesis 25, verse 20 and 21. Genesis 25, verse 20 and 21. Expression of love in the marriage relationship is a seed. And a lot depends on the investment the man is able to make. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah, his wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Padamanam, and sister of Laban, the Syrian. Look at the next verse. Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife. What I'd like you to do is look at different translations of the verse. All the men, this is an assignment for you. Sit down at home. Look at different translations that will bring you meaning. And Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord granted his plea. Hallelujah. And the Lord granted his plea, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. Oh, you, you see, it's what you call you will find. And there could be many things wrong with the woman. That's the woman that you say you should become a woman. Then begin to speak what you want to have. If there's something that is wrong, begin to call it forth. If she is very much of anger, begin to speak rest into her spirit. Man. There's something your role is supposed to be. Call her what it's supposed to be. That's the greatest love you can make to your wife. Hallelujah. So Jesus today intercedes for us on the right hand of the master of the father. If that's the role he's playing for his bride, that's the role you should pray for your bride. I'm talking about how does Jesus handle his own bride. So instead of you looking at her and saying, look, look, look at you. Just give him my fruit. And you know, men can do that. Some men can do that. Even Christians. 
even if they don't say it out. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Would you hear what I'm saying to you this morning? Nobody may know what's on your heart. If you disdain your wife in your heart, you have disdained her in the public. Jesus wouldn't do that. Mm -mm. The Bible says, a bruised reed will he not break. Smoking flax will he not quench. That's what he does with his bride. He doesn't break a broken, a, a bruised reed. Doesn't cuckoo quench a fire that is not yet bringing? You know what it means to, to, to a smoking flask? The fire is not enough. Put more coal. Don't kill the remaining fire that is there. When you put some more coal, and then you arrange it very well. When I was small, they teach me how to corner. No? You put more wood and put more coal and blow it a little bit, and then the fire will come up again. Instead of you saying, that's good, that's good, no fire there, let's throw it away. No. A bruised reed will it not break. Listen, get into that verse of scripture and meditate upon it. The smoking flax will he not quench. Don't destroy the woman who is already feeling she's inadequate. She knows that's something she can't do well. Don't repeat it to your ears. Jesus does not destroy his bride. He nurtures her. He builds her. He speaks life to her. He, 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 he strengthens her so that she can come forth and then he will present her to himself. A church without spot or without wrinkle. Every good thing you do to your wife is for your good. That's what the Bible says. Hallelujah. Now, Having said that, there's something that we know. You see, if, if you give me one hour, I would rather talk to my guys than to the lady because I know that when you are okay, everything will be fine. I'm telling you the truth. But you see, if you look at verse 21 and 22 of Ephesians 5, since we are talking about love, it's not one-sided, this is both-sided. Now put on the screen for us Ephesians 5 now, 21 and 22. This is an injunction that God gave to the ladies. I don't know how you're going to do it. But it's an injunction. It says submitting to one another in the fear of God. That's a profound scripture that is only, not only applicable in the body of God, but also in the home. So what that means is that even sometimes the men submit to the wife, not in the light of leadership, but submitting to the opinion of the wife and made it the opinion. I don't know if I can explain that better. You two of you have different opinions. You are the man, you are the leader, you are the CEO. You are thinking, what should we do here? You have a different opinion. Let your voice be the last voice. But sometimes your decision is not, the, your opinion is not the best of the options. Don't be too proud to acknowledge that. All you have to do is put a stamp on what she said. Are you getting my point? So just repeat it and say, yeah, what we're going to do is uh, what you said the last time. It's very simple, guys. What we are going to do, you are the last person that said. What we are going to do, are you hearing me? What we are going to do is what you said the last time. <laughs> Praise God. You know, don't be too proud to think. Because you know what she's thinking is better than what you're thinking. But if you say your own, she says her own, and nobody says any other thing, that's confusion now. Because you are trying not to say what she said. You just say, okay, I have decided now. We are going to do what you said. Who made the decision? Oh, God made it. And then the lady should know and say, hey, aha, I thought I was right. You are stupid then. That's real stupidity. <laughs> Praise God. Verse 22 now 
of Ephesians 5. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, and I'm going to come back to that. Wives, submit to your own husband as to the Lord. As to the Lord. There's no other scripture for this. I took time to relate with the men first because if the lady is stupid, you too should not be stupid as a man. Because if they will blame one person, it is the man they will blame. It is because you have shown an example or a behavior that made her not to be able to submit to you. Trust me, that's the truth of the matter. Hallelujah. Oh, she's very rude. Uh, you don't know how to deal with rude women, that's why. Who carries the blame? The man. But the ladies should listen to me. Submit to your husband as unto the Lord. That scripture, you can't throw it away. When you say as unto the Lord, what the Lord says is what you do. So what if the man wakes up and says, okay, out of what we are saying, all those nonsense you are saying, that one will be stupid too to say that, that anyway. All those nonsense you are saying, we won't do that, we'll do what I'm saying. It will be a stupid man who will say it like that. But you will find a way to say, I, I, I know I heard you, I, I think I get what you're saying, but I think for now, let's just go the way I want us to go. The man will just say, all right. Look at what the Bible says. Even though you know you are more correct. Somebody is trying to struggle with that. The guy didn't even have the same degree like me. I even have master. He doesn't have. He's struggling to accept that. What makes him the head is not his qualification. The statutory wise are divinely positioned. You see, when the home is treated the way the Bible says it, there's going to be joy, not just love, in the home. Hallelujah. But dealing with strong love or real love, strong marriage. If you would do it right, we would not struggle. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. So I haven't said that. The example, I had, a, I had an example that was preached at my wedding 32 years ago. The preacher was talking and giving an example of a warrior. It's a Yoruba, it's a Yoruba story. There's one warrior who was a very strong warrior, but a particular time was confronted by another very strong army against him. And this guy was trembling. He was just trembling. He could see his knees were bubbling, and his wife was close by. His wife was close. I wish I could say it in my local language. But I will try and seek it in English. The man, the, man, the man was shaking vigorously. And the lady was saying, be shaking, be shaking. That's how you shook and you, and you defeated the last uh, enemy. Be shaking, be shaking. That's how you shook. And, and, this, and his head began to swell. And his strength began to come back. And he won the battle. But a stupid lady would be saying, that's how you be shaking. Is that how your friends are shaking? You see, that's a different thing. When you see that the man is down and out, lift him up with your voice. When the man doesn't even know what to do, don't let him say, I know you don't know what to do. No, that's not your place. But I'm thinking we could do it this way. There's something about managing marital relationship that is so sweet if you know how to do it. Ladies, listen to me. The leader that God has placed over you when you get him, hmm? respect him even when he doesn't know what to do. 
go and pray for him. Don't let him know that you are knowing that you know more than him. He knows already that you know more than him. Don't be deceived. But it's not your place to put it on his face. The Bible says, every wise woman builded. Can you look for that scripture for me, please? Every, Proverbs 14, verse 1. Every wise woman builds a house. Proverbs 14, verse 1. The wise woman builds a house, but the foolish puts it down with her hands. There's wisdom in dealing with a stupid man. That's what, that's what the other lady did. You know that lady in the Bible said, ah, that man, don't mind him. And he quickly went and ran after David and, and um, appeased David. And the whole house was spared from the destruction. So when you find situations in the home, a sweet words in the mouth of the woman can build a destroyed man. And his ego comes back again. There's nothing like ego in the Bible, but the point is that his manhood comes back again. Look at any other word and use it. There's something called the pride of the man. Not in the pride as in sin. Because you see, a man is built to want to accomplish. The moment he tries to accomplish and nothing is happening, he is defloated. Oh, what a blessed woman that will pump him up again. Hallelujah. And then it keeps going for the benefit of both of you. Now, this becomes possible because you love your husband. It becomes possible because you love your wife. Real love bears in the time of weakness. Real love carries the shoulder of your, you see, carries each other upon your shoulder. Real love is able to die one for another. That scripture that says that who is the person that is able to love you, is the person that comes to be able to die for you, it's not talking about family only. It's talking about just any brother and sister. How much more both of you are brothers and sisters and also a couple. Are you ready to give your life for him also? Praise God. Hallelujah. Have I said anything this morning yet? So we're talking about how did Jesus handle his bride? And what is the com 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 corresponding relationship that the wife should also have with him, praise God. Uh, now, number four point that I want to talk about is that we have to spice up our relationship. Intentionally spice up your relationship for those who are married now. I spoke to those who are not married here yesterday of what some of the things we needed to talk about. But listen also, whenever it's your turn, you, this is what you're going to do. Uh, I'd like you to talk about the word listening to each other. Listening to each other. One of the major problems in many relationships is that they don't listen. Everybody wants to say something. Listen. Listen and listen and listen. Let the man listen, even when you already know what you decided to do. Let the lady listen, even if you saw something outside you wish you should do in your home. Just listen. Meaning that when somebody is talking their own, don't stop and say, I know what you're, where you're going, but let's flip that one. This is what we're going to do. That, that, that doesn't make sense. Listen. And the other way too. Listen. That act of listening is a seed of peace. Because as a man, when you have listened, the person knows you have listened. Even if you have a better opinion and you have not listened, there is prejudice. Listen. So when you listen, you are valuing your partner. That's what it does. Listening helps you to know that you are valuing the opinion of your partner. 
And I want you to listen to your wife. Now, talking to men now again. Listen to her. Just listen. Now, in the book of 1 Peter 3, 7, let me read this to you very quickly. 1 Peter 3, 7 says, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. Okay? Now, New Kingdom says, Husband, likewise, dwell with them with understanding. When you gain knowledge, you have to you will gain understanding. Giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, as being here together of the grace of life, that your prayer may not be hindered. There are two things in that verse. Number one is, he says, he says, deal with them according to knowledge. How does knowledge come? Knowledge needs to understand, isn't it so? How does knowledge come? You study. You study. What will she think if I'm saying this? What will she, you know? Learn the uniqueness and the peculiarity of your wife. That's what I'm saying. saying. Don't say all women are like, you don't even have any business with all the women. You have only business with one woman, that's all. So the one that is your own, that you are actually supposed to study, you haven't studied. You are saying what the history says, what everybody is saying about women. In fact, that's why you have to sit down and go to school of learning who your wife is after you have actually married. Praise God. So dwell with them according to knowledge. Learn the wife. And she's changing every day. She's not the same lady you met when you were you know, in school or something like that. She's changing every day. When the first baby came, she changed seriously, and you didn't know. By the time the second baby came, oh my goodness, astronomical change, and you haven't even known. She thought you were the same person she was before babies began to come. Learn, study. Now, if because we don't sow this seed, it's difficult to really work in love in the family. It's so important. The, the, when the Bible talks about because she's a weaker vessel, of course, not because she's incapable, but because she's somebody who is supposed to be nurtured and cared for very well, as far as physique is concerned, praise God. It's so important for us to do that. Now, there are many times when ladies sometimes feel that it's chores that they are, they are doing in the home, because the man does feel that it is their duty to do what they're supposed to do. Let that woman feel comfortable in your own home. And every lady who doesn't feel so at the moment, trust God, and let's begin to pray about it because it is your right for you to have that. But the man may not be able to give you. But God can turn his, his heart around to give you. Because many, the Bible says every wise woman builds her own home. The many people's problem is because they want to fight through in their own home. And that's really where the problem comes in. But you see, the one who gave you that man is still the one that you're supposed to go back to and say, God, I have a right to be loved in my house. Every woman say it after me. I have a right to be loved in my house. Who should you tell that to? God. And then when it's time to talk, you and your husband, let, her, let him know. You know I don't really feel loved sometimes. Why? Ah. Oh, you know I love you now. No, I, I, I didn't even hear it for the last three years. How many ladies have been hearing I love you for the last three years here? How many men have been saying I love you to your wife? Some of them are like, she knows now. <laughs> Say it. You want to hear, you know, praise God, you know, amen, praise God. So it's so important to know that love is a God thing. Because God is love, and all he has to give us is love. Love is a God thing. Expression of love, if you go to 1 Corinthians 13, and we teach didactically, which I expect that either has been taught or will be taught, 
because I don't have time to go into all that details. You will discover that love involves giving of time, giving of resources, giving of affection, giving to, until you have intentionally released. I mean, sometimes you go to work and you have a lot of work to do. You don't even call your wife or text her the whole day. You come back and say, ah, it was a busy day. Where is, where, where is that food? There's something that people wished they had because they had it before they got born again. And I tell people that Nollywood and Hollywood are only looking through the original and bringing out the fake. And they advertise it to think love is out there. This is where love is. Because we're dealing with the person who originated love, who is himself love, praise God. So let the men and the women understand that there's a reality in working in love, in loving your wife, in, in, in showing it also. I'm talking about love in marriage. Now, showing it. Showing it in the way you help her to do the house chores. Showing you in the way you hold her hand. Take, take a stroll together, please. Talk to her as if, as the way, for those of you who did boyfriend, girlfriend, as in, I'm talking of believers who dated or whatever, what they call it now. Before you got married, you take a stroll, isn't it? But now, it's just struggling to take a stroll with your wife. What's wrong with you? You're too busy at work? Uh, you're starting to even kiss your wife in the house. Ah, no, the children are there. What is that nonsense? <laughs> and I say this because married couples in the believing, you know, in the church don't understand what real love is. We spiritualize what love is. Have you read the Songs of Solomon before? I'm sure you have. I want every couple to go and read it together. Because it's in the Bible. I won't say go and read Mills and Bones, but go and read Songs of Solomon. And to show you how love is expressed even in the Bible. Beautiful. And you can think about it when you have read it. Imagine whatever pornographic thing they are showing. It's fake. The real thing is in the Bible. And the only difference is that it is not done within the, within the, con with the, with the context of marriage. When it is done in the context of marriage, it is the most beautiful thing. And don't try and think it's supposed to be over-spiritualized. Please read it exactly according to the words. One lady in that back, the lady was saying, that, ah, I'm waiting for him. I could hear the knock, shy, I'm ready waiting. And all those kind of things in the Bible is real. But when the Christian husband and the Christian wives look at the scripture, they think it's carnal. And they don't know that God made man and the woman with that affection to be expressed within the context. Of the, that's why he says that therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and be clear to his wife. You look at that scripture. The Bible says that, you know, and the, he was talking to young people. He says, be happy with the wife of your youth. Be satisfied with the wife of your youth. Let her breast be enough for you. Did you read that in the Bible before? Did you practice it, brother? No, 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 I'm serious. I'm, I'm not kidding this morning. God wouldn't put in the Bible what doesn't have to be in the context of the home. He even explained to the men how to caress the wife. Say, so put your left hand in a particular place. Put the right hand to be functioning in a particular way so that she will. Did you read that in the Bible before? I sing songs of Solomon. And the lady was wishing the man knows. 
But because they are both Christians now, she doesn't know what to say. They will say, she's carnal. She's not carnal. She doesn't want to say it because they will say, I'm remembering when I was not a Christian yet. No, it's biblical. Let that lady leave the house going to work knowing that, oh man, what a good hope to come back to. Same thing with the man. Let, let him go to work and say, I'm coming soon. And I want you to hear me very well. And to the spiritual, all things are spiritual. To the canon, all things are canon. You will discover when the man and the woman have an understanding of expression of love within them, of themselves, they will continue to be radiant. And there's longevity in your home in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know I don't have enough time for all of this that I'm saying. Hopefully we'll have another opportunity to go deeper into some of them. Praise God. I want to say this to every lady again, that your acceptance, however, is in what you have discovered that God has said concerning you. Praise God. Your acceptance in it so that you don't expect what a man cannot give you. You know, because in God, you have a confidence that he's able to sort out things that you need for your life. Now, the sixth point I want to make, I hope I'm making this point as as quickly as possible. Number five point actually is that you have to avoid the trap of um, hindrances to your prayer. Real love in the family, when it's practiced very well, it brings outstanding results of answers to prayer. That's why the Bible says, if two official agree as touching the thing, shall be done unto your Father who is in heaven. And anything that would hinder your prayer, don't allow it. Now, when you accept and you operate in a way that your home is in, at peace, there's a lot of harvest that will come. So real love is not only good because you want to express I'm happy that you are loved, but there's a result of great harvest that will come in the home. Amen? Now, the truth of the matter is that when the Bible says in Psalm 133, verse 1 to 3, it says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity, which is in love. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down the bread, beard, even Aaron's beard, that, want, that went down to the skirts of his garment as the dew of Hammon and as the dew that descended upon the mountain of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. When you find the husband and the wife in the home with a strong friendship and love affair in between the two of them, you will find that the Bible says there, there the Lord commanded the blessing. That's something that that generates by itself. It makes the business head of the man to think properly in the business world. You make more money. It makes the ingenuity capacity of the lady to think more and more and then bring ideas to the home to do. Both of you progress together. There, the Lord commanded the blessing. So that means anything that will hinder and inhibit the love between the husband and the wife, the affection, the togetherness, the oneness, you must run away from it. And there is enough pressure in this world. You know that. So when the man or the woman has gone out and is coming back home with pressure, would you have something to cool off that man or the woman? And then you can have respite. Look at the NLT. It says, now how wonderful and pleasant. Actually, good news Bible. Now, wonderful, how wonderful it is, how pleasant for God's people to live together in harmony. It is the precious anointing oil running down from Aaron's head and beard down to the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Mahalo. Falling on the hill of Zion, that is where the Lord has promised his blessing. 
I like the way he puts it, that is where. So if you want your home to experience the blessing, let it be so that anything that will hinder the love affair between the two of you should be prevented. What causes argument? Issues that you talk about that, that flares up angers. Just intentionally avoid it. So you have to talk through it and make sure that you are working in harmony, unity, in one heart. Those are the key words I find in those scriptures. Harmony, unity, one heart. So love, real love, that leads to strong marriage is worth investing into. Are you getting my point? Very important. Praise God. Now let me run and see what more I can share with you. Amen. You know the scripture that two are better than one because they have good work for their labor. So anything that will hinder the togetherness such that you are not able to be sincerely open with your spouse, it's a danger zone because it's going to hinder the prosperity of that home. I'd like to say very importantly, write this down, you are uniquely teamed up. You are uniquely teamed up. That's so important. You are uniquely teamed up by God. And that's where this issue of the wise woman builds and the husband takes knowledge of the wife uniquely given to him. Without a wish, it was somebody else. So because you are uniquely teamed up, it doesn't necessarily mean everything you have is what you would wish you had had if you were the person. But when you accept the unique team that God has given to you, and I, and I use the word intentionally, accept and you love and you cherish and you appreciate that partner, you are about to become dynamite in your operations. So the hindrance, therefore, to the joy, the peace, the advancement in the home is not so much, actually, about the problems. It is really because of the lack of acceptance of your teammate. You see, everything in life is born out of faith. When doubt comes because of what you see or experience and faith is not in place, breakthrough is inhibited. But when you accept this is for me and you see a mistake, you do like Jesus did, washing of the water by the word. Imagine yourself, there is, um, there is a stain on one of your dresses. You will put you put that spray of the white out or whatever shout. You put it in the dish washing machine. When it is finished washing, you bring it out. If it is not clean, that stain, what will you do? You will take the stain out, put a shell cutter on it and soak it uniquely, that stain only, and wash it off. And then you say, okay, the stain is gone. You dry it again. If you bring it out again, it's still, it's still, it's still there. What will you do? You will pick just the stain alone. Until there's no more stain. Until there's no more wrinkle. Don't give up on that spouse. Until there's no more stain. Hallelujah. Let me see if I can answer one or two questions here before I go to the conclusion. Is it wrong for me to feel like I can support myself independently before I can feel, before I can get married in a relationship? Whether this is a male or female, I do not know. But is, is it wrong for me? It looks like a female handwriting there. <laughs> is it wrong for me to feel like I can support myself independently before I can get married in a, in a relationship? Now, if a man was saying this, I would say it this way. It is a sense of responsibility for the man to have 
that he needs to be able to be able to take care of himself and his spouse before getting married. Correct. But if a lady is saying this, now humanly speaking, you may have a desire to have, but not because you want to support yourself and you're waiting to be married. What does that mean? It, because it's it not your shot. As far as I want to marry now, it's the man who will say, I want to marry you. Can you marry me? And then let's go. What's the date? Then you agree together, right? Even if the lady wants to marry next year and the guy has not come, what will she do? She'll wait now. So if you now say this, it means if a brother comes and you have not yet gotten everything that you want independently, and the man says, God spoke to me. Oh, I love you. Oh, you're beautiful. And he told you very well. And you two like him. But you don't have everything yet. You now say, no, no, I'm not ready. So, so that answers the question, right? Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I, I'm we on the same page about that. So I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, it's a good thing to have a sense of, and please, don't stop desiring to become the best version of you, even after marriage. Can I say this to men? Never cap the growth of your wife. Never. It is in her glory is your glory. I'm telling you the truth. You see, that's what Jesus did. He wants us to become better every day. And then he presents to himself. You know, they will say everything about my wife. And, ah, now well, let's welcome her husband. And the husband stole him. The husband of the gynecologist, you know. <laughs> but when she was trying to do a professional exam, and, you know, she was the one, she would dictate to me, I would be typing what I want to do. Not because I want to be a gynecologist. I'm happy to be a civil engineer. But I want her to be the best she can be. Hallelujah. Now, don't forget. If, if, and the reason why people want to do this is because they don't have confidence that the man will take care of them. And it's an aberration. So let men know that it is because of our behavior. That's why ladies are thinking like this. But ladies, don't, don't, don't think like that. The men are better now. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> All right. Let's do another question there. What is the church's take on arranged marriage. What is the church's take on arranged marriage? You see, I, I don't know what the pastor, actually the pastor is better to answer this as far as the context of this local church. So, But the body of Christ, or my opinion about arranged marriage is the conclusion about marriage is he proposes, I agree. Even in my local language, where I come from, they say that when the husband has known the wife, the intermediary will give space. What does that mean? There was an intermediary. Isn't that what it means? So arranged marriage could mean somebody introduced to somebody. It doesn't go beyond that. But the consent is your decision. There's nothing wrong in introducing somebody to somebody. There's nothing wrong. Ah, I saw a lady who will fit you very well, oh. Thank you. Bring her. Let us talk. That's okay. When you talk, you, you talk, you talk. Your talk mustn't go more than that. You go and pray and be convinced by God before you go a step further. And from that moment, the person we introduce is not your business. A, 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 that is so arrangement, therefore, uh, to me, is not beyond introduction and suggestion. That's friendship. But beyond that point, it's the decision of the people involved as per leading of the Holy Spirit. If we settle that, then we are comfortable. Upper adultery, how do you build back? Very good question. 
with bruised leaves, will he not break? Smoking flask, will he not quench? Now, adultery talks about meaning that it is an, a, a sexual relationship between a married person, male or female, and somebody who is not their spouse, right? So, it's clear. Now, fornication is the one that you had before you got married. Do you know the truth? The both of them are the same caliber of sin. The same caliber of sin. There are three people involved here. Yourself, your spouse, and God. God's case, when you come to him in sincerity and ask for forgiveness, he forgives and he forgets. And please, don't be like God. Don't, don't be better than God. The same way God forgives lying. It's the same way he forgives fornication, same way he forgives adultery. Look through the scriptures. Hallelujah. Many times it is our confidence. The Bible says, therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace. And you may obtain, and this is the throne of grace, oh. Praise God. Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Boldly because. If you read that the previous verses, but only because the blood of Jesus Christ has settled the world. So if you receive the efficacy of the blood of Jesus and you sincerely repent of your sins, it's finished and clear. So now it is you now that must forgive yourself and then get forgiveness from your spouse. Now it takes time to rebuild trust and don't lose that sight. God will now rebuild the trust. So if the couple can forgive themselves, God has already forgiven the moment you repent, right? If the couple can forgive themselves and there is a working of building of the trust, then of course, it takes a bit of time, but that's the only way. That's the only thing. that It is not impossible to forgive and move on forward in, uh, after such a scenario, okay? So let's know the forgiver is God and it hasn't changed. But now the, between the couple, they must forgive themselves. Now it takes time. So don't be disappointed when it takes time. So pay the price of building the trust and believe God that there will be a change. Now, then forgive yourself. Be confident that Jesus was forgiven me. He said, and please don't say it again. Because the devil will be the accuser of the brethren who will bring it back to your thoughts. And when he does, cast out that devil boldly also. But that's what the Bible is talking about. Amen? What do you do as a female if you have the fear of submitting to a man? Okay. What do you do if you have the fear of submitting because you haven't been in a relationship before? What age is the right age for marriage for a woman? Isn't that, aren't they interesting questions? It's legitimate for you to fear because you haven't submitted to a man before. It's legitimate in the sense that you've had stories and you're beginning to doubt and therefore, you want to buy what you need and independent before the man comes. That makes sense, you know. <laughs> Praise God. So, what do you do is to turn the heart of faith. All right, release yourself in the hands of God and follow what the Bible says. Wives, submit unto your husbands as unto the Lord. So, become a Christian. Did you hear what I said? What do you do as a female if you have the fear of submitting to a, to a man? Okay, now I will correct it to a man. I, I will change it to your husband. All right, don't submit to all the men. No. Even I don't submit to any man who hasn't married you yet. 
<laughs> and the man that married you is the one who you are sure God gives you a release to submit to. And when God has released you to submit to that man, then obey God. So what do you do? Become a Christian indeed. Who would be obedient and submissive? That's just a simple thing. Now, will it be easy? Maybe not. You speak to yourself. Speak to yourself. And tell yourself, forgive me grace. Give me wisdom. And all that. And, and then you will succeed in Jesus. Now, at what age is right for the age for a married for a woman? There are many. If, if you look through the Bible, look through you know, Christian history, people get married at 22. People get married at 18. Kenneth Hagin married his wife. I think she was 18 or so. Kenneth Copeland, the same thing. Uh, T.L. Osborne, the same. All the big men we know, 18, 19, 20, they were married. But in this day and age, if you put mathematics together, tell me how many more minutes I have so that I can have an idea. If you put my mathematics together, I will advise that a lady needs to be knowing that I am ready to add value by the time I'm getting married. So the age of marriage for a man or a woman is when you have value to add. So you're a graduate already. Thank you. You're a graduate already, and then you are waiting to have everything you need that you would wish you had. You're wasting time. There's not like you are schooling. You're finished schooling. You're 22, maybe. 23, maybe. And the brother that you know God is leading you to has come. Please get married. In fact, get married as a youth. That's what the Bible says. So there's no age... You need, so those age range I have said is not just the age. It's about the readiness. There's some young, too, much, too many young girls who are not ready in their head that should be prepared in their mind. Otherwise, they will be overwhelmed when you get into the responsibility of the home. So readiness is not about age. It's about knowing what am I going in for? What am I going with? What is my value? Who am I submitting to? When you settle all that and God gives you a go-ahead, you're ready. You're ready. Do you know that a, a, a full-aged woman from 18 is a full-aged woman? 16, sir, it's a full-aged woman. You know, so, but that's not the issue. But the many other things that I've mentioned are the things you should consider. What's the other one now? I haven't been, I think, the fear, deal with fear, actually, because the, 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 there's no fear in love. All right? So when you begin to have fear about Submitting to somebody, it is the devil to cast it out. If you have seen somebody and you are still having fear of submitting to that person, then maybe it's not God. Because love and fear don't stay together. Praise God. Do you think it's God's plan for two children of God to have conviction of their union? But there is a possible, there is a possible six-year distance gap to marriage. We are both friends. Although we have discussed the, convi uh, the conviction and have placed boundaries. This is, this is, this is uh, gibberish and, and, and fallacy. And I want to say this, I don't know who wrote this. This is a very good question, and I want you to listen. You see, th there are some key points you've mentioned here. You, have, you are convinced, both of you are convinced about it. And now you placed a six-year gap of, I've had six years of courtship less by six weeks. And I've been married for 32 years. Now, if you ask me, I'll tell you, after two years, you're looking for trouble of courtship. 
you have both convinced you, and you have spent two years in courtship. After that, you have to play extra hard to keep yourself in sin. To keep yourself sane, you know, and not, and, and, and be, because then the enemy is looking for loopholes. Don't give room for the devil. It is better to marry than to burn, the Bible says. So there's no need. Maybe you are looking for this other person that says, I want to buy everything. Even the man don't have to buy everything, please. Don't have to have a car to get married. In fact, I was going, on, I was going to marry my wife in Kwara State from Lagos. And uh, I told my friend, I told Israel, actually, to, you know, what they must go and get for me. You should get somebody money to buy my mattress. Because my uncle gave me the wooden, the wooden frame for the bed. I have to believe God to get the mattress. It was the day we were going to marry. I told, you know, gave somebody for somebody to go, to, to go and buy the mattress. So that when I come back, at least I'll be bed for us to sleep. <laughs> Praise God. We have too many beds now. <laughs> In too many houses. We gave out cars, not once before. Then we didn't have any car. Then I've given car once, I've given car twice. So, you, listen, you don't have to have everything. My sister-in-law asked my wife, you people want to marry? Where will you be sitting down? He said, don't come to our house until we have chair. <laughs> That's what she said. I wasn't even there when she was giving her the answer. Hallelujah. Young men, you need a word from God. And you need to have the basic questions. God is leading me. I have what I'm going to be able to do to make my li livelihood. You don't have to have reserve, but I have a job I can do. I have a potential, right? And so me and my wife, we can build together. Don't go and marry and you don't have a job or you don't have a certificate that can yield you a job. No, we say wait first. Because you won't be able to take care of yourself, not to take care of the person that is that's bringing you to life together. Does that make some sense, please? Okay, thank you. If you had just one or two more questions, and then I, I think I have one more. If you, had a, if, you have, if you had a knowing of who your partner was, was to be, but he, he was not acting right, and you end the courtship, okay? But after some time, he comes back with conviction of the union. However, I don't have the same conviction as before. What is the next step? You don't have a conviction as before. Stop. Don't even move an inch until you have a conviction. So forget about before. Before it's gone. Because it wasn't behaving right. So you stop it. You did the right thing. That one is yesterday. Now is a new day. Father, what do you say? No conviction. Just explain nicely. I love you as a brother or as a sister, but I'm not convinced at the moment. It may be, though, that you are yet to be healed. But allow that healing process to be complete. Otherwise, you will have that doubt forever. And that's much more dangerous. All right? Praise God. Do you think it's... Okay, I've, I've sorted this one out. First um, Peter 37. Sir, can you interpret prayer being hindered? Oh, I see. When a man is not in good relationship with his wife. Mm -hmm. You see, that scripture doesn't even need explanation. If you are not in good, um, um, uh, um, good page with your wife, your prayer is hindered already. Because the Bible says that, that your prayer be not hindered. Deal with the wife of your youth uh, wisely and nicely. Don't be treacherous with her. There are many men whose prayers are hindered though. And they don't know. They don't know why their prayers are hindered. They are misbehaving and mistreating the wife of their youth. And they are wondering why their business is not going well. Why did they get three queries after they have been slapping their wife? You will have four queries. No, 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 that's the Bible. 
<laughs> That's why it's your benefit to deal with that lady very well and make her happy. Now, if two can only, agree, if two, Bible says that, you know, if two of which shall agree as touching a thing, shall be done unto you of your father who is in heaven. Isn't it so? So if you are agreeing, God will answer your prayer. What if you are not in agreement? The prayer is injured now. So we can't say, let's pray together so that God can do a miracle for us. It's not possible because you are not in agreement. So that just settles it. And many times it's a big problem. And I pray that God will give us understanding in Jesus' name. Before I go, did you say anything today? I've turned this to a marriage seminar, but I trust that um, Pastor Israel, when he watches it, he won't give me query. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, all the young ladies and young men, I'm looking forward to the day you tell me you want to get married. And I mean it. Look at my face very well. Don't look somewhere else. And I mean it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I brought three books here. Some of you already have one of these books. My wife wrote these three. It's a set. Um, Family Matters. It's a set of it. Now, there is one for each family. I just brought about 30 copies. So that means 10 sets of each. But one, some of you may have these already. So you would, you would, don't take this one. Then you have the second one, and I think the third one I didn't, I didn't take. It's somewhere around. So you would take one for each family. Now it's a three-set book. It's on Amazon, and it's Family Matters in the Beginning, Family Matters um, Towards Harmony, Family Matters, The Essence. Those are the three copies. Now, so this is a gift free, and one of the things we're doing this for is to encourage people to read and read and read. So you can be able to get some more facts. Now, after one family each has taken one, and there are extras, and if those extras are these blue ones, then I can take as many singles to also take them. All the 30 copies will not leave this place. But make sure you go with at least one copy for your family, and, and, and like that. Amen? Now, praise God. So um, if the extras come, give them to the pastor. They will help us to give. Now, what you can do for me is, Look for that book on Amazon and get it to read it. I would really recommend that you, 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 you go through it. The other thing I'd like you to do, if you will, if you're led, is if you can help me search these and put on the screen, is fighting, uh, fight, fight, maternal. There's a project we're doing, which I didn't have time to explain in details to Pastor before uh, he traveled, but I think he would allow me to say this. If you can Google it, it's a GoFundMe. It's a go for me, fight maternal death in Nigeria with blood banks. Fight, it's a go for me, fight maternal death in Nigeria through blood banks. My wife and I and, and our, her, some of her classmates are working on that right now, trying to establish a, banking, a blood banking process to, have to, to attack maternal death in Nigeria. So if you're led to contribute on the go for me for that project, we will appreciate it. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Let's rise on our feet. Uh, uh, bro, bro, uh, you can find it at some point. I'll put it on the screen. I will appreciate that. Let's be on our feet as we pray together. I know you've given me extra time, and I really appreciate it. Praise the Lord. Amen. Are we happy this morning? If there's a home that is going through a challenge, there's someone that is not feeling loved. If there's someone that doesn't feel accepted, just settle at the back of your mind. Jesus loves me and I know it. 
You don't have to be more beautiful than you are for him to love you. Neither do you have to have a different shape of your body for your husband that is right for you to come. God has wonderfully made you and your soul must know that very well. Amen? Lift your hands to heaven and talk to him. Whatever way you want a change to come, whatever transformation you want God to do, whatever door you want God to open, whatever breakthrough you are trusting God to have for you, receive it this morning. And I believe God for you. I trust God with you. I know that God is going to make a way where there seems to be no way. I know that he will bring breakthrough for you in ways you cannot be able to explain this morning. I trust that the almighty God, he who has begun a good work in your life, he will finish the work he has begun. I thank you, Father, because you will do it. Open your mouth and talk to him. This is the day of change. This is the day of transformation. This is the day of change. This is the day of transformation. It will ex the love you long to have in your home, it will begin to flow. The revelation and the understanding you love to have with your spouse, it will begin to flow. The clarity you need to have as far as what to do when it comes to proposals, you will begin to get it. The God of grace and glory, it will perfect all that pertains to your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you this morning. Father, I pray that you will release grace. I pray that you will release divine assistance. I pray that you will release a new light in every family. Father God, the reality of the love language that is peculiar to each spouse, you will give understanding to the other spouse to know it. Father, the light that needs to shine in the midst of any darkness, you will release it. My God and my Father, there can be some satisfaction, contentment, joy unspeakable, bowels of mercy in every family here in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for the singles. A light will shine. Direction will come. You will set your people in their own home. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you this morning. Father, for the result of this weekend shall be known, shall be seen, shall be to the glory of your name. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you glory. Blessed be your name, Father. Take all the worship and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening to today's word and we believe you have been blessed. For further information, please visit our website at www.throneofgracecanada.ca or send us an email to info at throneofgracecanada.ca. The word works. Throne of Grace. Transforming lives. Establishing His kingdom.